Greetings, 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 and welcome to the Soul Citizens. I am Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back for another fun-filled week. I don't have Calrati. Calrati, did you drop out and no, come back? I think I did about 10 minutes ago. Okay, <laughs> we got to put you back in, my brother, because that's not yep. good. <laughs> oh my god okay let's uh let's get calrati in y'all we cannot leave calrati out of the show there he is, there he is. yeah i love his background he's back yeah I, I can't even remember how i got it i think i just stood somewhere and just recorded it <laughs> yes. oh, yeah that's that's the wreckage on hurston now <laughs> well welcome again everybody it's good to have you guys back this week uh we are continuing in our series uh on careers and uh the one we're picking up on this week is one called data and intelligence and uh, i want you to realize that uh we've got some talented people that are joining us today uh some good friends of ours f and j i would call them funk and jam but you guys know them better as like fist that. and jawa so fist welcome welcome thank you sir thank you thank you all right and your buddy jawa jawa you've been back this is this is your second time with us right Yes, sir. Had All a right. great time last time, Griff. Awesome, awesome. Well, we are happy to have both of you guys on. We've got the peanut butter and jelly here this time, so uh, we're, <laughs> we're happy about that. Uh, yesterday, if you guys didn't see them, uh, they were both on uh, with Paul Shelley on Captain's Table. They had a great show yesterday, so you guys be sure to check them out. Go over and visit Paul's folks. Wow, somebody's kicking us off. Thrakazad, thank you so much for that sub to nice. Fist of Jawa. So yeah. <laughs> thanks for, thank you, thank you, thank you for kicking thank us you. off. Whammer says thank you too. We appreciate that, okay? Um, listen, we, we're, we're really looking forward to having these guys on. Um, as you guys, as I mentioned, our topics today is data and intelligence. And one of the things that's cool about having both of them on the show is that they both have... <laughs> Thrakasan, thank you again oh, for yeah. that resub. For, oh, that's for Mad Style. Mad Style, thank you, Mad Style. Good to see you, Mad Style. Mad Style's, I mean, Mad Style's been with us forever. Good to see you, Mad Style. Nice. And you get the Whammer too. I can't leave Whammer out for you, okay? All right. Um, one of the things that we're excited about is that both Fist and Jawa both have real life military experience. And we're gonna be talking about from their perspective, uh, what some of these definitions are, but we're also gonna be doing a little bit theory crafting. Uh, data and intelligence has not been something that CIG has given us a lot, a lot of information about. They've given us some ships, they've implied some things, they've given us an idea based on the trailers, but we want to talk about what we do know. And then it's going to probably be a little bit of theory crafting going on, but we're going to have fun with this show. So for those of you who are thinking about being sneaky or um, <laughs> doing intelligence things, uh, this is the show for you. Also with us today is our newest member of our team back again for a second this is your second show, third show. Second, okay. Cal Roddy, Cal Roddy, good to have you, man. How are you? It is great to be here. Thanks, for Griff. Thanks, Griff, for inviting me. Well, you said this was one you were interested in, so we wanted to have you here. Yeah. Drastic Fire, thank you for that sub. And Jeff thanks Bob, for thanks for the follow. Thank you guys both for that. Thank you, people. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, let's uh, let's dive in and let's talk a little bit about. Uh, this thing of what we call data running, but uh, CIG actually uses a, a term of both data running and <laughs> thank you, Fist. Wow, Fist, thank you guys so much. Thank you for those five subs. Wow, thank you for hitting and helping out and gifting some folks. Y'all give them some love, send them some love, y'all. Those of you who benefited, send them some love. 
Um, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, CIG has talked about data running and it, the, the, another term that's been used. Oh boy, there's the hype train going. Oh my goodness. Rise, rise. Thank hype. you. Thank you. Thank you, Rise, for that tier one subscription. Thank you for six months. We appreciate you. Um, I, I can't get past this first paragraph. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Um, data running and data transport, right? Um, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Captain Greenish, thank you for the follow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a lot of people have thought a lot of different things about this with the data running, right? And one of the definitions, and I got this from the Star Citizen Wiki, it says data transport is an upcoming career in Star Citizen that will evolve around collecting and transporting data and trading it. Data will only be able to be transported by designated data running ships that have the ability to store it. Data will either be collected through exploration by recording unknown, uncharted parts of space, or by downloading it from another server and can afterward be traded. Is that, oh boy, who's giving us the raid? Oh, oh my God, Buster. Buster, 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 sweet Buster. Thank you, Buster, so much for that. We appreciate that. Buster, by the way, you guys, Buster had a really great stream today. Thrakasogs, thank you for that gifted sub. We appreciate it. I know, I know. Uh, Buster, thank you, Thrakasog, as always. Um, Buster had a great stream today. It was her first one that she was doing with a new group of folks. It was Paul Shelley. Uh, she had uh, 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 Disco Lando. She had uh, Maiden Ariana. They were doing the whole Star Trek theme thing, and it was really oh, wow. great. And her opening was really good. I have to give her credit. She actually opened up. It's like you know the D and D kind of thing, but they opened it up, and the, it, their 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 starship flew in, and oh, it was great. I was like, okay, okay. Oh, they, they, she put That's her awesome. foot in that. Yeah, it was it was on. So you oh, guys yeah. check it out when you get time. It was really good stuff. Okay, I've gotten distracted again. So let's talk about <laughs> data and transport a little bit. Um, it, 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 Fist, let me start with you. Uh, when you've heard the community talking about this or when you first heard about it in Star Citizen, what was your impression of this whole data running thing? So, I don't know. I've always associated it with the MSR more than anything, but I didn't really, I guess I didn't really two and two together at first hey, thanks for this um, that it was gathering encrypted information storing it oh look at the hype train i know yeah. they're gonna make us hit our thing tonight she's op Dang. thank you guys thank like, you will thank you that was awesome <laughs> uh but so it's it's really what i gather it's gathering information mm -hmm probably from a distance in intercepting communications mm -hmm. transmissions or something else and then storing it on your secure server and then selling that information whether it's good or bad or you know illegal legal whatever mm -hmm. um and it's it's definitely something we do in uh real life uh <laughs> okay except for flying spaceships right um <laughs> Definitely things that mm -hmm. we, we definitely have air, aircraft that go out there and do that. We mm -hmm. have ground stations for that. We have agents in the field doing that kind of stuff. So um, I think it's, I think it's something that I'm really interested in mm -hmm. doing in the game and it will really give my MSR a purpose. Mm. Okay. Okay. So nice. Nice. Java, how about you? When you first heard about this data running thing, what was your initial thing to it? Oh, we got to mute it. We lost you, Dave. Muted. There you go, buddy. Yep. 
Yeah, well, I had a barking dog in the background. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but I, I thought of um, it as, you know, another loop in the game like everybody else did, but I um, thought of it more as um, data is money. That's mm. how we get, um, like, Hurston may sell some kind of data, uh, maybe security, maybe all sorts of other stuff, to Crusader. Or uh, they may send people over there to steal data from Crusader so they can get, um, you know, so their business can benefit from it. That's the way that I was looking at uh, So, yeah, that's basically what I thought of it. Okay. Kel okay. Oh man, so when I first heard about data running, um, it started started to answer um, some of my questions of how or what CR envisioned data to come, uh, how he envisioned that data to be gathered back in Microsoft Freelancer. Because for those who played Freelancer, they would remember that when we went into a bar, um, you know, bartender AI would give us information, be it from, um, you know, a location or so, and they would sell us that information. And when I heard about data gathering and, that, um, you know, um, and data running in Star Citizen, I was like, okay, are they going to start fleshing out the ability to, you know, um, gather coordinates? Uh, because that was, that was the kind of information that we got in Freelancer when we bought that information from the bartenders. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now it's evolved into a whole slew of things. So... I'm curious to see how in-depth it's going to go, but that was my initial thought as to what data running and data gathering was going to be. Mm. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Very that, cool. That's, that's a really, really good example. And we, we were talking about that yesterday, Griff, was mm -hmm. bartender and where a lot of missions and stuff will come from, and that'll probably end up being a job board. Because mm -hmm. um, it's a Chris Roberts game. There's definitely going to be something going on at the bar. And... Yeah, I, it brought up a lot of freelancer memories for me and, and going talking, you know, we run this place, that kind of stuff. And wow, that's it's a really good point. I, I think we're definitely going to be able to sell stuff probably to a bartender at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad Style, thank you. Wow, for pushing this up there. Five more subscriptions. Y'all send Mad Style some love. He always gets the forever love here. Thank you, Mad Style. Yeah, in fact, CIG let us know when they put Wally's in that there is a specific bartender that's going to be there who will be giving out information. The question will be, who is that person, right? Uh, Rice, thank you. Oh, wow. Rice, thank you for five <laughs> subs again. Oh, you oh, folks you are goal. amazing. You, you guys hit our goal tonight, right? Oh, wow. Right thank you guys so much. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. And, awesome. and we'll talk about that goal That's with you guys cool. doing that because uh, our 100th anniversary show is coming up in two weeks? Two or three weeks. Wow. So the second... The, the 2nd of April, I'm sorry, the 3rd of April will be our 100th anniversary show. And we're going to be giving right. away a whole C on that show right on. for our anniversary. Nice. So, and that's because of what you guys are doing right now with the subs. You guys know we take everything that comes in, spin it right back around, put it out to the community. So thank you. Thank you for that. And good luck to that person who gets the uh, whole C on that show. So we'll look forward to that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. The, awesome. Um, well, Thrakazog, what are you guys trying to outdo each other? Holy smoke. Thrakazog, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. That went to Fast Cart. Fast Cart doesn't need one. He's a part of the team. You get a refund from him, Thrakazog. Get a refund from that guy. He doesn't need one. Um, 
uh, you know, for me, uh, of course, you know, depending on when you came into the game, I was in, I'm sure some of you guys were through the earlier part of the game, but the very first ship we got where that came out was that Herald. And mm -hmm. I remember, yes. uh, you know, people were excited about that, right? I mean, you don't hear people talk about the Herald too much now. I do think the Herald's going to come back in its own. I really do. Um, but it's, it's, it was a big deal when that ship came out. Uh, and you know, people made a big deal about it because it's supposed to be asymmetric and all that, but that's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. it was an exciting idea, this thing of being, as you mentioned, Jawa, being able to make money, you know, in, in doing this type of career. Uh, and one of the things I think that's great about Star Citizen is that, and I was frustrated in games like EVE, where EVE advertised, you could do like, let's say they said there were 10 different careers, right? You could be a, a trader, a miner, a into combat, you could be an entrepreneur, you could be a stuff. Nope, you fought all the time. All you do is fight, 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 fight. And even if you wanted to focus on something, fight, 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 fight. And I'm not saying that's not going to exist to a degree in this game, but I do feel that careers are fleshed out better. And if they put as much energy into smuggling or data running as they have done into mining, and the same thing in medical, oh my God, people who go into these careers will have so much to do. And I'm hoping, like you said, Fist, that they kind of create this whole... You know, going down those dark alleys of our corp, right? And meeting somebody back there at one of those tables that none of us ever visits, right? And there's somebody there with some great intelligence information, right? Or having to go a certain place. So it's all types of things they can do. We can get into scanning ships and stealing information, all types of stuff. But we're going to get to that in a minute because I do want to let these guys talk about these next two subjects, which is intelligence and surveillance. And I want to make sure that, you know, they can help us distinguish the difference between the two. Ruka, Ruka Rebar, thank you for the follow. We appreciate that. Um, let's well, talk... Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about, well, not you guys, definitely not uh, Kill Threaty and uh, Griff, not you guys, but um, intelligence, that's not Fist tonight. So, yeah. Well, no, no, come yeah, on, yeah. come on. You guys will have some good stuff to say. You guys will have some good stuff to say for it. Yeah. I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I, that's one of the little things I did in the Marine Corps right at the end of my career. Okay, was intelligence. So, okay, well, let's give them yeah. the generic definitions and then you guys, will, I'm gonna get you guys thoughts on it, okay? And mind you, this is just a dictionary definition of a gang. It's not military or anything. It's just a general definition. It says, what is intelligence? It's knowledge of an event, circumstances, et cetera, that's been received or imparted through news or information. Does that sound like a pretty generic thing, Fist, when we say something like that oh, about yeah. intelligence? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And, and give, give us some feedback about ways that intelligence can come out in star citizen what would be what would be intel right because there's a difference between okay. surveillance and intelligence what, what, would, what would you consider intel well i mean real intel let's go off real world right mm -hmm. uh real intel you have your collection people right um and then you have your your processing people then you have your analysts and then you have then it eventually goes down to your operators right mm -hmm. so I think what we're talking about here more is collection of mm. intel. Um, and so real world, like I used to, I was telling Griff before the show, I, I worked on a program where I would go downrange in Afghanistan and we sent up a drone, we sent up a Reaper mm -hmm. and it had a bunch of cameras on this pod and it could look at up, up more than 20 different things at the same time. And it mm. could zoom in and zoom out. It would store all that data, transmit it back down to the ground and then the processors would look at things, submit them to the analyst. The analyst would go over it and be like, hey, this, we think this bad guy is in this building. And then it would go out to the operators and then they, you know, go blow it up with a plane or have, you know, ground forces go in. And I think it's going to be a, around the same thing. I, I think it'll be highly 
org involved for some stuff. Um, it's a really good way to get, you know, especially with with bigger things down the line, bigger missions, mm-hmm. or, or maybe you know, tied into reputation and things. But mm-hmm. I definitely think we're going to be sitting outside of an asteroid belt uh, and and trying to listen in for some kind of signal, and then drilling down. Hopefully, it'll be through a mission and. Mm. You know, then going back and and selling things back to uh, whoever the mission giver was, mm-hmm. and 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 I could, I think I honestly think the pirate side, the illegal side, is going to be the more fun intel gathering. Mm. Uh, but then again, the much higher risk because we're probably going to be end up spying on the UEE or something like that. And mm. I could see this going into a very, I mean, because all these systems interwine with each other. You know, they they. They're all tied in, so I, I could definitely see all kinds of different aspects coming together and having missions built upon missions, and then just keep going and going and going. And uh, mm. okay. the, the idea of that is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Jawa, any thoughts about this intelligence piece, Intel? Well, I'm going to go back to like the <clears throat> business standpoint of things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, I I did do some uh it was more surveillance with the marine corps Mm -hmm. so but um i mean you got hearst dynamics the maker of the the attrition Mm -hmm. now um maybe another manufacturer either wants to steal the tech from that because it's good tech Mm -hmm. or they want to build uh shields around it uh that Mm -hmm. um it's not as effective against a ship by Mm -hmm. figuring out the tech and trying to make their shields more effective against like the attrition or the dominance mm-hmm. so um so i could see getting something from companies saying hey hmm. go get this intel for me um and i think that maybe you know everybody says oh it's the bartender it's the bartender well what about the coffee girl the barista mm. maybe she may be seeking some of that stuff too mm. so, that's a good point Calrighty? She's our back alley contact. <laughs> Calrighty? Well, oh yeah. Uh, so I was thinking about it for a few days now, and um, coincidentally, this lovely thing called um, quantum was brought up back in the, into the community, and, and that kind of sparked something. And I was wondering, all right, um, the ability to gather intelligence, or rather, the definition of intelligence when it comes to the to the game itself can be defined in terms of you know the player side or player to player communication or npc or ai to player communication and mm-hmm. i was thinking okay given that quantum is going to dictate the the um events or the dynamism of the universe i was wondering if intelligence can be gathering information on let's say um, clues on um, something that's going to start an event. Let's say an org, um, an org is thinking of, all right, um, being part or participating in something or um, waiting until these NPCs leave this area because there are some indications that quantum is dictating the, you know, the start of something. Mm-hmm. So maybe, just maybe, if you are, um, you know, a data gatherer and you're you know, looking at this and gathering this intelligence on the activities of of these orgs, these NPC orgs, then when a certain event clicks and occurs, then you can communicate or send that in, in that intelligence or that sell that information to interested parties that will be interested in looting or raiding the, um, that base or that location or even killing these NPCs because they went here. 
So mm. I was, I, I, that's how I was actually viewing the, um, you know, this definition in terms of how it's going to interact or how it's going to exist between players mm-hmm. and how it's going to exist between NPCs and players. Yeah, that's cool. And I was thinking about um, how can Intel be used? And, and Colorado, you're kind of going down the road. I was thinking in the sense of how does this Intel connect to other things in the game or trigger other things in the game? So you guys remember when they did the vertical slice the latter part of it, this is after um, the Mark Hamill flight and everything. Remember he went to this like hangar bay and he was sneaking yeah. around, but he was able to yeah. listen in on the conversation of the people that were there, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and I'm thinking about how there could be something as simple. And, and again, let's, let's, let's take into assumption that Intel gets built out, right? Like we were talking about the MSR, the Herald, those being built out. But what happens if there's also these devices that they give us? Like, you know, how mining has a little mining device. There's some type of recording device and you're able to hear a conversation. You gotta be there at the right time to catch it, right? They tell you to be a certain place. You overhear yeah. this conversation. You take that information. Uh, that same thing could happen, as you mentioned, Cal, right? It was a dynamic event. Maybe there's something that Ninetales is building up to, right? And mm-hmm. if you go there enough, you find out that something is imminent, right? And you can respond to it beforehand or imminent but you go back and tell your folks to prepare for it. You know, I mean, there's all types of cool things that they could build into this whole with quantum, you know, but players have to be willing to, like you said, these are missions. These are things that we do, but also really impact the world. And depending on how we respond to those things, the world responds dynamically back to us, which would be really cool. Fitz, were you going to say something? I thought you were going to drop in on something. So, yeah. So I, I think that would be, so that's kind of like a, a scouting type of thing because mm. Kyrani was talking about possibly starting a jump town event, right? Mm-hmm. So you you're out there in that data collection role slash intel role, looking at what's going on, relaying information back. Mm-hmm. Hey, if we take out this group of guys or this guy, yeah, then and they're producing drugs, then we're going to be able to have all these drugs be available. Boom, jump town type event starts, mm. right? Um. What I was thinking really was to tag on to Jawa's stuff mm-hmm. where he's talking more about corporate corporate espionage, right? Mm-hmm. And while I think that will be a thing, it got me thinking about if we end up doing something like that, right? We listen into whoever, Crusader, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're talking about their next generation shield or mm-hmm. weapon, right? And could that eventually tie into crafting and if we're able to craft a shield but we have to go get this intelligence from these five sources first or whatever because mm-hmm. i definitely think everything's going to be tied into a mission system in order you have to do these five things first before you're able to get this blueprint to craft this custom shield mm-hmm. size one shield for your ship and it's going to be better against distortion or or ballistic or you know something like that i think I still think that at the end of the day, this game, while it's going to be very complex, is still going to be very much an MMO mm-hmm. like all the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, like, So that just kind of got my head turned a little bit because no one ever really talks about crafting anymore, but it's, yeah. it's probably going to be a thing towards the end of the alpha. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think intelligence and, and these type of in, intel missions are going to play a real big part uh in, in that type of gameplay yeah Fizzy, yeah. fizziness you, you made a good point here in chat fizziness is there's a whole other type of intelligence that isn't necessarily grounded in the game or the game engine engine systems mm-hmm. but human intelligence 
For example, players from one org infiltrating another to get intel on their plans for movement or oh, expansion. Yeah. Those of us who old EVE players, God knows we know about that. Um, you know, security and who you let in and what type of information yeah. gets passed on. You're absolutely right. This That's outside of the game mechanic, but we do know with orgs and people who want to set up base in certain place or do certain things, or even it could be something as simple as a group of us that want to go mining. Um, you know, if, if you're sitting... I was just thinking about how, you know, you guys already know this stuff, so I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, but you know how we've got all these eateries, right? All these places you can eat in the game, right? You know, Jawa, we're at that coffee shop you were talking about earlier, and we're waiting on our friends to show up, right? We're waiting on people to show up. And some of us are role-playing, and we're using the in-game chat because we love the fact that we can hear people talking and blah, 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 blah. But then we start talking about, I'm loading up this whole sea. It should be ready in 45 minutes to pull out, right? You know, mm -hmm. um, somebody overhears that, right? Or maybe I'm setting somebody up by putting it out there, right? I mean, there's all types right. of cool human interactions that could happen. Yeah, that's a trap, right? Yeah. You know, uh, so there's all types of things. I hope that they do make it to that. And I hate to say this. It, it would be cool if all communications did happen in game. Um, because when you are able to be outside of the game and talk, man, there's so much stuff you miss out on. Because if you were in real life sitting in that coffee yeah. shop, you would be sitting there with your ear, you know, kind of leaning to the side, trying to hear what somebody's saying, you know, that would be kind of cool. Um, let's, let's go to surveillance and then you guys can give me some more elaborations here. Because we talked about intelligence, surveillance, generic definition, continuous observation of a place, a person or group or ongoing activity in order to gather information. Jawa, does that sound within the wheelhouse there about for surveillance constant yeah. uh observation kind of thing yeah because i remember um going into the s4 office um it was right before the gulf war and they were kind of testing me i guess they were just they handed me a loop they had a big picture on the table and they're saying what do you see so i started looking around oh i see troops and i see this and um you know, I see some um, SAM sites, and they go, what? SAM sites? What? Where? <laughs> I said, well, I, that's what those big missiles on that truck is, right? And, yeah, and all of a sudden, somebody's running over, getting on a phone, <laughs> talking to somebody real quickly, mm. and they're saying, keep looking, keep looking. Mm. So that was really neat that you got to um, you get to um, take a look at things, and now... Uh, the military has drones that mm. they can send in and do surveillance that way. Um, I know we're going to be getting drones in the game here uh, to do different things, help you land or whatever. Mm -hmm. But taking it one step further, it would be nice to be able to send out drones on a planet surface and say, find all the rock mineables mm. or find all the rock mineables that are Hadenite mm. or put them out um and say find the quantanium yeah or yeah a beacon yeah. into an asteroid belt that finds quantanium right. for you and signals when it gets there that would be that would, right. that'd be awesome oh my god that'd be awesome okay very cool very cool fist any thoughts mm -hmm. the, uh, isn't that what the carex drones kind of do they're kind of probes they are i know they've talked about them in relation to trajectory for finding a belt or finding some type of anomalies in space i don't know if it'll be that okay. accurate where we could program to the point of like you said you know I, i'm looking for diamond home in all the diamond in the belt maybe it yeah. will be you know it'd be cool but but you know it cut down search time a lot 
but uh <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah th we do have those drones coming oh yeah they sure will cost a lot of money yeah, but we do have we do have them coming in just any th ideas about surveillance any thoughts about that um I, I think so what i was mostly talking about was all surveillance stuff mm -hmm. and, and certainly that is a branch of overall intelligence um but yeah i mean it's it's i think that's probably the the biggest thing that we're going to end up doing is is surveillance stuff besides inter intercepting data transmissions mm -hmm. um, we're going to be looking in and that example uh i don't know how to say phys physician um that was such a great point bringing mm -hmm. up the infiltrating other orgs mm -hmm. outside of the game mm -hmm. you know hey hey you know griff's org's got that pioneer mm -hmm. It, it, it's, it's a rare ship you know there's only so many pioneers out there uh <laughs> let's steal it how do i get into his org mm. and then and then you're telling people and then you just have your org coming in and smashing them down you steal the ship yeah let's go build this outpost guys you know whatever uh, and that's part of surveillance too right yeah. I mean, it's it's scouting it's 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 really this like being a spy right yeah. but uh yeah um it, the potential is a lot <laughs> is, is enormous and, yeah. and i it, i wonder what at least initially i don't think we're going to see everything before the game releases i mm. think we're going to see intelligence stuff scoped mm -hmm. right and then then we will see you know eventually down the road right we'll see a beta and a release and then there'll be expansions which which encompasses a lot more of the careers fleshed out so we mm. might actually get that role of being able to infiltrate xeno threats and and that's hey, that's 20 missions mm. you know you gotta get into it and and things like that i think that'll be uh i, I don't think that'll be initially on release because uh, that's going to be it's just a massive undertaking of, of coding and stuff but uh yeah i i do think that the game has the potential and it definitely has the funding to be able to go further into these fields mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i just wish we had more information about what their what their scope is what what they really want to drive towards prior mm -hmm. to release what what are we going to be able to do so good point good point yeah i want to go to something that shimpasa said is look at admiral kusanagi's kind of responding to it but he asked a valid question and it's not just in relation to drones but he says do do, do drones not take away from group play since SE really wants to discourage people from being solo. And I think that there's a dynamic of striking a balance. The CIG is always going to be doing It's like a tightrope. They've got to walk with that. They can bring in automation into the game, but at the same time, they can't make it so automated that, you know, you just can live in the whole world and never interact or have the need of other people. Um, so I think that drones, and I think Admiral mentioned it here, Drones have to be controlled by somebody and you can't pilot your ship and control do the drones. So you're going to have somebody on your ship who is not only sending those drones out, but monitoring where those drones are, positioning the drones, pulling the data. A, a, a good example of that is a ship like the Orion. Um, the Orion has five or six individual positions that are all very distinct. You cannot take an Orion out by yourself in mind. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, and so that's going to be built into ships like the Carrick. Um, and people will adopt those roles, but that's a very good question because I think, you know, there is a concern. I remember on Reddit not too long ago, I think it was Reddit or Spectrum. Someone was saying that they want to be able to, you know, fill their, uh, javelin with all AI and fly around the game. And it's like, eh, eh, that, that's not going to be happening. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. Okay. Um, okay. 
we gave us some nice little overview talking about intelligence and surveillance and data running. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the ships because you know, that's what Star Citizen is, right? Star Citizen is ships. So let's look at this for a little bit. We, we started out talking about this one earlier. Calrati, why don't you do a little read here on the, the good old Drake Herald? Cool. Right, so the Drake Herald. The Drake Herald is a small armored ship designed to safely get information from point A to point B, featuring a powerful uh, central engine for high-speed transit and generating the power needed to, for effective data encryption or containment. Advanced encryption software and an armored computer core, the Herald is unique among personal spacecraft in that it is designed to be easily or cleaned when in danger of capture. Mmm, can do that wipe <laughs> in no time flat, right? In no time no flat. Time. Yeah, any of you guys, Fist, do you own a Herald? Have you ever owned a Herald? Interested in a Herald? Or are you satisfied with your MSR? Uh, yeah. So I, I bought one in game prior to the wipe. Okay. Um, and it, it's, so this is our solo uh, Intel ship, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, it, and I think it also has an Ewar suite mm -hmm. in the Herald, which the MSR doesn't have. Mm -hmm. I believe the Herald can do Ewar as, as well as the Sentinel. Um, but I mean, it's it's what what do we call the other day, Java? It's a it's a caterpillar engine with a with a cockpit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there with a hurricane cockpit yeah, right on there, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this is perfect if you want to do solo data running. This is this is the ship for you because. You're not going to be able to effectively, it'll be hard to do it in the MSR without another real life person. I think you'll be able to do it with an NPC, but mm -hmm. it'll be harder because you'll be able to coordinate better with real people. Um, th but yeah, this is that ship. Although I, I don't, I think, I don't think I've ever really taken it out into combat. So I don't, I don't know. It's meant to run. It's got that giant engine. It is really, it's fast. Um, <laughs> I used to run box missions. I used to I used to run box missions in this thing when I wanted to get out of the atmosphere back in the day when the atmospheres were much higher. Dude, you're out of the atmosphere, no time flat, man. No time flat. <laughs> yeah, I used it to get out of Cru Crusader. Yeah, much better. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's a neat concept. Yeah. I, I I really do. I I actually really like the design. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I there's too. only like two or three ships I don't necessarily like mm -hmm. but you it's know unique. i mean uh, yes mm -hmm. and and just the fact that it's it reminds me of something like the expanse where it's just mm. you're gonna be jam backing your seat <laughs> and hoping they put that anti-g stuff in your system you know yeah so yeah. how about you you got a herald have you ever flown one uh i i just test flew one there okay. for a while mm -hmm. um and, you know it's just test flying the different at iae mm -hmm. and uh, I was just going, man, look at this, because I, went, I took it off. I was, okay, this <laughs> thing moves pretty good. I, hey, let's see how it does in Crusader. Mm. And yes, it, I was very happy with it. <laughs> so, um, and I'm along with Fist. That this is the little one-man, um, small signature um, uh, infiltration data runner. I mean, this one you could sneak up to maybe a comm satellite or something. Mm-hmm and plug in mm. and kind of mm. hang out there and listen or uh, hang out in like the radar shadow of a bigger ship mm -hmm. and be able to do the same type of thing. And then if somebody 
spots you and they come after you, well, you just gun the engine and you're gone. Mm. So, mm. Calrati, let me throw a different question at you. Do you think there's a possibility that CIG could have a ship like the Herald that literally can extract information in some form? Um, you know, go up, pull up to a comma ray, maybe pull information from there, or even from a ship, it can hack. Maybe there's so, cause you know, they've got all these panels and controls on these, on these things, right? And it's gotta be for more than just pushing a button and you know, this, mm -hmm. I, I'm assuming that they're gonna create something when it comes down to data running, uh, getting information, stealing information, that there's probably something gonna be built into these ships that, you know, if, if, if somebody on there, I'm picking around, so the Idris, right? happens to notice something that pops up on their navigation thing saying, hey, somebody's trying to hack into our system or something. You know, you think they could, CIG could come up with some stuff like that type of gameplay? I think so, and plus it's the right size. I say that because mm. a lot of the um, uh, professions, for example, mining, salvaging, they all start at smaller ships, even though we'll have, you know, much larger ships at first, for example. Mm -hmm. And they do that to test the compact experience using a smaller ship. Um, for example, for example, it, it's coincidental that you mentioned that because a um, few times, and this also ties into what Fist had said using a keyword of spy a while ago and Jawa when he was talking about um, mining and rocks and those things. One time, well, a few times I was, um, I was at the refinery mm -hmm. and building blocks will be, uh, it will successfully reward and also successfully punish someone depending on where you are mm. because i had a friend waiting outside in the drake herald and the thing is with building blocks is that you can see what the person is interacting mm -hmm. with on right. your kiosk. right so i was there right behind the person i wasn't interacting with their console but they i can see that they were storing the quantanium on whatever ship mm -hmm. um at the refinery and i was just telling the the person in the herald outside of the space station i think it was rkl1 mm -hmm. okay look out for this ship if it spawns mm -hmm. i don't think um i can't remember if the scanning of that patch was working or not mm -hmm. but um when the person had finished and you know, i was just there just mm -hmm. acting as if i wasn't even observing and they ran away and i was just telling the person okay look out for herald uh, for was a Connie. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I often thought more and more about what else we can actually do using that kind of information. For example, okay, um, how could the Herald be used to get any kind of information from that ship mm -hmm. in terms of, all right, um, if that person in that Connie were to set coordinates, can we get coordinates, mm -hmm. um, you know, by infiltrating in some way um the ship's computer system mm -hmm. so that we'll know okay where they locked we communicate, on mm -hmm. yeah we can communicate with with somebody else who can who has a faster quantum drive that can get to that inf that destination faster or intercept them mm -hmm. before they even get to their trading location so that was just an incomplete experience that you know gave me a lot of um ideas about how the start of spying in some way mm -hmm. to gather information we can already have building blocks. Mm, interesting, interesting, yeah. Well, I, again, I, I melted my Herald a long time ago, um, but I love that ship. It's very fast. Uh, everybody says it's great in a straight line, forget about the turns. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, I also be real curious about how much your fuel cost will be after you run that sucker for a good mm. distance. But uh, I, 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 I I hope, you know, in Fist, I, it's funny that you mentioned about the E-War package because I forgot that there was, yeah. I think you're right, there was something that they were building into that ship because it's got computers all over the place on front and back it of it, you know? It does have it, mm -hmm. yeah. And 
You so you're looking if you're looking at a ship to wow TV liquid oh my god TV liquid with 87 oh, viewers thank you TV TV has hit us a couple weeks in a row thank you so much TV welcome everybody awesome. we're talking welcome to Soul Citizens we've got special guests here Fists of Jawa Calrati's with us tonight and we are talking about data and intelligence so. Not that we're intelligent, but we do have data. So if you guys want to hang out with us tonight, we appreciate you being here. And again, uh, TV, thank you again. Thank you so, so much. 07 to you as well. So yeah, Fist, I, I, you know, go ahead. We're going to say about the, you're about the E-War package. Um, so I'm just, I'm looking up some of the old basic stuff mm -hmm. on E-War. Um, EMP is part of E-War, which is why you see it on the Sentinel, but I, I think it's temporary. Mm -hmm. Once E-War is in, then you're not going to have EMP on the signal, but uh, you're able to data spike missiles. So someone shoots missiles on you, you have mm. someone in the back of that arrow. Oh, let me data spike them. They're, they're going to turn around and shoot mm. the guy. Kind of mm. Distortion of power flow to components of ships. Mm. That's basically hacking the ship. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, signal intercept, and then there's other special stuff to do. So, yeah, I think if you want to hack, the Herald is going to be Wow. Probably the ship, wow. type stuff. So that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. I mean, e is a concept we don't really talk about because we don't right. necessarily have anything coming. But, mm. uh, ooh, the yeah. potential on that stuff. The Herald is going to sell so well mm -hmm. once E War stuff comes out, mm -hmm. as well as the Sentinel. Mm -hmm. yeah. People mm -hmm. are, I yeah. mean, those things are going to oh, be going yeah. by the truckloads. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, super awesome concept. Yeah. And I, and I love it. Again, it's another career. You know, it opens up more for people to do in-game. Uh, I'm, You know, this whole thing they've been talking about, you know, we've had CIG talking about this whole thing with hacking and stuff that's coming up. And I really want to see not only how we do with this hacking, like me personally walking up to some box or door, but I want to see how these ships and the, the equipment that's on these right. ships can be utilized to do that. And man, I, you know, Cal Roddy, that idea you were talking about, about just being able to just be in the right place and and can my ship whatever the package is I have on my ship that allows me to scan this person's navigation system and see where they're going? Oh my god! And but mm -hmm. oh, that yeah. person has the option to buy a certain level secure thing that they can put on their computer mm -hmm. to block your. I mean, yeah. there's so many cool yeah, yeah. things that they could come up with, right? Oh, you know, yeah. which yeah. would be really cool, really really cool. Who's that? Uh, yeah. Sudanik, thank you for the follow for Everin. Ev Everin, thank you for the follow and five full. Thank you guys for the follow. And Whammer says thank you for the follow as well. All right, that's always, always got to let Whammer so say chat, it. So Griff, chat yeah. had a couple yeah. quick questions I think we can answer. Mm -hmm. um, Papadopoulos said, uh, when when is data running going live? Mm -hmm. I don't think they've ever announced when officially when mm -hmm. data running is going to go. They did have hacking on the roadmap. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to come in 316. They, they took that off. I think it's coming this year um because they they started talking about the hacking tool and isc and and possibly doing you know hacking being able to hack open a door to mm -hmm. steal someone's ship mm -hmm. um but that's just part of it it's not really data running right and then uh someone else was asking about the msr the msr doesn't have an e-war suite mm -hmm. it is it's in the intel pipeline but it's it's there to it's going to have bigger data storage capacity right. so i could see it sitting off not too far from a satellite pointing you know someone mm -hmm. sitting in that seat that dish and mm -hmm. pointing that antenna at it mm -hmm. yep and just sucking up data mm -hmm. and then then you're gonna go sell that data it's mm -hmm. yeah. it's not really a surveillance uh type of stuff except for electronic communication yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah you guys 
kind of touched on something about <clears throat> hacking. Um, what do you think of it? Because we get interdicted from time to time. Mm -hmm. Guy pulls you out, out of quantum, and then guy in the back of the Herald goes, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and, and just kind of, yeah. you know, because yep. you're, you cannot um, engage quantum again until that gets shut down. Mm -hmm. So, well, if he's interdicting you, you can say, okay, mm. oh, no, you don't. <laughs> Take that off and then shut his yeah. quantum drive yeah, down. Yeah, you hacked the wrong guy. Off. Yeah, you hacked the wrong guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or better yet, you could, if he does that to you, you could just kind of, okay, well, we'll just turn on your self-destruct then. Not going to take me so, uh, Okay. So, you know, uh -huh. we're, we're talking a lot about the Herald and the MSR because they're in the data running pipeline. However, neither one of those ships is stealthy. Mm -hmm. and, and I have put mm -hmm. full stealth builds on both of them. Mm -hmm. And they, because of what their job is, they're going to have really high EM. Mm -hmm. it's, it is a, it's inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. It, when you talk about surveillance, mm -hmm. now you're talking about hoarded ghosts, mm -hmm. eclipse, mm -hmm. uh, saber, mm -hmm. right? You're talking about stealth ships, which is not data running. It's it's a totally different side of the Intel coin. Right. You know, uh, I think they had a really good video. I think it's the eclipse trailer mm -hmm. um, where he's he's someone's on the ground with a sniper rifle. Right. And and they're just sitting there, and I think one day we're gonna have stealth armor, by the way. <laughs> and he's he's sitting there looking at his scope, and he's like, "Okay, I see all these targets." And then he feeds that in, that intel back to the eclipse, mm -hmm. who comes in. No one sees him. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom, drops a couple size nine torpedoes. Bam, mission mm -hmm. over. Done deal. Yeah, that that kind of tying into each other is 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 gonna happen, and I that's that's it's really exciting. Yeah. Thanks, guys. My guys were telling me that my microphone was way louder than yours. In other words, I was being too loud. So I'm hopefully, oh. hopefully uh, it's better. You sound no, great to me. You know sound what happened? Yeah, sorry, you guys. Perfect, yeah. I didn't have them all the way up. That was my apologies. Okay. Well, you know what? You just mentioned about the other two, but there's a third ship that we're talking about today. But let's go to the, we'll go to number two, and that's the Terrapin. Um, yeah. This is an interesting ship. Uh, yeah, we, when this first came out, I was kind of like, hmm, that's kind of weird looking, but I've actually grown to like this ship a lot. Yeah. Um, little turtle. Yeah, really. Yes. Uh, yeah. The turtle. Yeah. Jawa, yeah. Jawa, any thoughts about the Terrapin? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I oh, I'm think sorry. it's before you get started, um, Anvil's answer. Before you get started, um, Jawa, before you get but, started, let me get let me get Cal Roddy to read the description. My apologies. I'm ahead of oh, myself okay. here. All right. Go ahead, Cal Roddy. Tell everybody about the sure Terrapin. Thing. All right, so the Anvil Terrapin, a.k.a. Baby Cute Little Turtle, are presenting the Anvil Aerospace U4A-3 Terrapin class scanning slash exploration ship. The Terrapin was developed near the end of the 20th century to serve as the first ship in the Empire's defensive uh, restructuring of the Navy. The Terrapin's watchword is protection, with extensive shield systems, and armor layers designed to provide the maximum possible defense for pilot and crew. While it lacks the maneuverability of a dedicated fighter, it does maintain an advanced, hard-hitting array of weapons intended to keep the most fearsome Van Duel Raider at bay. Mm. That's the turtle for you. Mm. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Jawa, what were you going to say about the uh, Terrapin? Well, I, I, it's, it's Anvil's answer. And, um, but I, I'm looking at it as more of the, 
uh, behind the lines, military, like a, a Marine recon mm -hmm. vehicle that mm -hmm. it can get in there. It can take some fire and, but then it can fight its way out too. Mm -hmm. So we can get into some of those hotter LZs, uh, hotter, um, places where you want to get that Intel or you want to get that data mm -hmm. and you get into these places and you can go in there under fire, kind of like some of the, um, uh, bunker missions that we go on mm -hmm. where we're taking fire going into them i think that this would be the vehicle for that mm -hmm. you could go in there you could take you could take the hits mm -hmm. you can dish some of it back you can get what you want and then get out yeah yeah, yeah it doesn't do data running mm -hmm. it yeah it's just it's pretty it's much intel. scanning yeah it's yeah. scanning scanning i think even in the trailer here they show that there's a fleet of ships that goes by and they they're hearing transmissions that are coming mm -hmm. from there and they and they pers yeah. and they pursue after it. Uh, let me ask you a question, Fisk. I've noticed something unique about these ships. The the MSR has the same package too. The scanning position, for some reason, is always isolated into a space. Do you think that CIG is there's something being developed? Because you know how on the Terrapin that seat is in the back, but it's like right in mm -hmm. the center yeah. of the room. MSR, same thing. You go into the scanning room. It's all, you know what I mean? It's got that room around it with yeah. the seat there. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's something that they're developing uh, with that that's gonna be, you know, whoever that tech tech is that's using that seat or that position might be doing something? Because oh. I'm curious as to why all that space you know, mean, is there, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, that's the placeholder for all the, you know, so all the screens mm -hmm. can come in. Yeah. I think the MSR, I think it's coincidence in the MSR because mm -hmm. that is one of the rooms that you can sneak into from the sub deck. Right, right, right. Um, so I think it actually, when you walk into the room, the seat's right there, and mm -hmm. then there's empty space. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, why is there all this empty space? <laughs> oh, so you can hop up from the sub deck mm -hmm. into that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's coincidental. Okay. But other than that, yeah, they have those dedicated seats. So, mm -hmm. you know, they specifically said for the MSR, it has, it's a crew of three. Mm -hmm. And there's five different stations, right? right. Pilot, co-pilot, right. turret, turret, mm -hmm. and scanner. Mm -hmm. And whoever's not the pilot's going to have to pick mm -hmm. what they're going to do and be able to move around and do different stuff. Right. And while the Terrapin's not necessarily that role, mm -hmm. but I definitely think it's going to be more of a kind of advanced dropship as well. Mm -hmm. Depending on if we're going to have the oxygen for the other people, but mm -hmm. it's armor. It's almost a, like a small Valkyrie. It can scan, it can go in and then mm -hmm. maybe drop off a couple people and then bounce. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's it's. I think the uh, description was really. It's gonna. It has so much shields, bigger shields than any the ship armor. of its size, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all the armor plating, which mm -hmm. makes it the turtle. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be able to bulldoze through hits instead of trying to dodge <laughs> away. Right. It's got that VTOL. Mm -hmm. It looks in the in the trailer here. It's got vectored thrust, which we know it doesn't really have. But um, <laughs> it's it it's a cool concept. I I. Mm -hmm. I hate the ship right now because mm -hmm. it does, it's completely useless, right? Mm -hmm. The guns are two size, two guns. Right. And it's, it's, you're not going to fight in a Terrapin. You're, yeah. you're going to take hits and, and run into things. Mm -hmm. um, but the concept is sound and, and what it's going to do is sound, right? Uh, it, it's just another ship in that lineup. And for two people, fantastic ship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. One guy in the scanning seat. One guy in the pilot seat um, going out there, grabbing, grabbing intel, and yeah. then being able to feed that back, share the mission type stuff. Yeah.
You know, Admiral yeah. Kusanagi put something in chat here, and I didn't. I, it, it eluded me. He says that the terrapin yeah. is also labeled, labeled as search and rescue. Yeah, which, 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 yeah, which, I just which, noticed that as well. Yeah, yeah, and it makes ah. sense. Mm-hmm. It makes, makes sense because yeah. you're scanning, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about what you were saying, Fist, about how you could go into combat situations, get in, take the punishment a little bit, get out. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's an interesting. Yeah different way because i don't think any of us really think about that ship in relation to if you had to send a ship in to go get somebody you know can't keep them on there all day yeah. but you can get in and get out you know then why not right go or, behind the lines yeah, behind the right lines, you're not right. going to send lines, right. you're not going to sing your apollo behind <laughs> right. enemy lines right. and taking all that fire to get right. there right mm-hmm. right yeah. right right calrati any thoughts on the terrapin um so i was wondering you know between the the terrapin and the herald in mm-hmm. terms of um, similar to what they're doing now with um, with salvage and similar to what they did with mining, mm-hmm. I was actually going to pose this question to you guys. Um, between the Herald and the Terrapin, um, let's say they, um, they implement um, hacking gameplay and they may intend to implement that on the ship side of things, right? Uh, it could be the hacking gameplay or some kind of e-warfare or um, further on the whole um, scanning and exploration and data gathering. Wow. Um, between those... We got, a, we got a raid from Trip. Oh! Trip Rodriguez. Oh, Rodriguez. Trip, thank right you. On. Thank you so Dang. much, Trip. Thank you guys so much for coming over. Welcome to we Soul got 240. Yeah, I did. Oh, we man. had a great group of folks watching us tonight. That's great. Hey, gang, thank you guys for joining us with Soul Citizens Trip. Thank you again, as always. I hope you flew the stew out of those sticks tonight. Um, but uh, thank you guys for coming. We're talking about data and intelligence with our special guests, Fist and Jawa, and myself and Cal Roddy. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and finish up. I'm sorry there. I just want to get in, Cal Roddy. No worries. No worries, man. 69 can never go wrong with that. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I was actually going to pose this question to you guys. Um, with you know, with their plans on implementing some kind of, um, let's call it data gathering gameplay on the FPS side, mm-hmm. similar to how they're doing, uh, doing it with salvaging and how they did it with mining simultaneously for FPS and ship. Um, which of the ships do you guys think, if they plan on doing this, is going to release um, with regards to data gathering gameplay on the ship side? If they were to release that with fps data gathering mm. or do you guys think that's going to happen at the same time or not mm. uh, so the are you asking when is when do you think data running is going to come out not, or what ships it's going to come out? yeah um what ships or what ship maybe do you think if they choose to simultaneously um implement data gathering gameplay on the ship side with data gathering gameplay on the FPS side, let's say hacking is released yeah. for um, mm-hmm. for FPS, and they plan on implementing, okay, let's implement some kind of data gathering gameplay on the ship side yeah. at the same time, similar to how they're doing with salvage. Yeah, so I would bet we would see some kind of multi-tool attachment, <laughs> like a like a satellite. You know, you point the laser and you can get people's conversation. I could see a device like that. I could see it do it at the same time. Yeah. It use the same system yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and come out on the MSR, um, the Herald together at the same time. Because those data running on those two ships should hit at the same time. It's the same system. Right. And right. probably probably an FPS. But they would, I mean, that's new, a new gadget. Maybe it is a gadget. You plant the gadget. You stealth in, plant the gadget, run away, wait for it to collect, go back in, take it. <laughs> Um, that may have to wait for outposts or something like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be the delay for FPS 
data gathering. Interesting. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So you're saying kind of like um, the mining gadgets that'll be coming out, that you can plant one of those mm. somewhere on a ship, um, in mm. a bar or wherever, yeah. and um, and then just kind of hang out nearby, or it'll sit there and record, and you go have to go by and pick it up again. Yeah. So it, that could yeah. be the reason why they're doing their uh, test of that is the mining gadgets. So yeah, that you set it up, you do play the little mini game on it to make sure the thing's set up right. Because you'd probably have to do about the same thing with that type of thing for um, uh, one of those surveillance things anyway. Mm. Play some kind of little mini game. Something to it. it. Yeah. Go mom. Or, or the hacking ship. Mm-hmm. Well, the hacking you ship, know, yeah, yeah, hacking ship. That that mm-hmm. that tech's already in, so it depends right. on the intel you need, then what the mission is, right? So, you you use the hacking ship to hack into their door mm-hmm. at some outpost, and then you go grab that rare alien artifact, you bring it back, right? Mm-hmm. Or do you plan a bug to get the intel to figure out where this thing's at to yeah. start mm-hmm. with? A lot of different options there. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the detective mission at Kovalex is a kind of a preliminary to what you were just saying, Fist. Remember how you used to have to go in yeah. for that investigation? Certain computer yep. terminals you go to, you get certain data. Mm-hmm. There was that computer room oh, yeah. that had all of the, yep. the, the systems in it. So they were kind of playing with some real early ways of how we could later on start being able to extract information. Go Mob, one of our members of our team, said the cutty steel with a dish on top. That will be the next way that they will do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's throwing in there for that. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's move on past the turtle. And uh I and, and Fist has been talking about this ship all night, so we're gonna go to him first on it. And that's the uh the MSR. The MSR, you know, interestingly enough, um I've, I've always seen the MSR as a data runner, you know, that, I mean, cargo data runner smuggling kind of in that order, but it's also become, and maybe it's just for lack of what's in the game right now, a popular, just general purpose ship. And I think a lot of people have adopted it for that, but I do think that its strengths, as you mentioned earlier, Fist are lying in what's going to happen when these other game mechanics come in. So why don't you talk about that a little bit about the MSR? So it's probably one of my top three favorite ships, although I hardly fly it anymore, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a decent cargo runner, right? 114 SCUS storage. Mm-hmm. It's got smuggling shielded smuggling compartments. Mm-hmm. It's got the sub deck. It's for its size. It's probably the most agile ship for its size. It's fast. Uh, it does, you know, not a lot of guns, but when you get people in the turrets, now you have six size three guns. That's nothing to sh- you know, to laugh at. Um, it's got a lot of missiles, uh, and it's just got a lot of gameplay associated with it. And it's asymmetrical, which I I like seeing that type of stuff in the ship. The only thing I wish it had was a second uh, entry exit hatch, mm-hmm. which I, mm-hmm. I think they're going to do some rework mm-hmm. on it for that. And, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's some unused space um, in the ship mm-hmm. that could be better used for maybe something else. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the crew size increase to four instead of three. Mm-hmm. I definitely think there's room in there to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, You need a TV. You don't have a TV. You got the chess table, but you need a TV need a in there. Screen. You got to watch the news. Yeah, there you go. There you you gotta go. Watch, if you want to keep up with Intel, you got to be able to watch the news. You got you to exactly. have a on the wall. <laughs> smoke. Yeah. But you're right. It's, it's a gorgeous ship. It really is. And, and you've brought out some real highlights about why that ship is probably why so many people do like it. But once those mechanics come in, I think we're gonna it's going to shine even more. 
Jabba, what about you? MSR, do you own one? I sure do. That was actually my first non-starter ship. Okay. Um, That was my first major real-life purchase. Um, Got a little help from Fist, and then I did that, and, well, okay, the rest is history. I've spent a lot of money. (laughs) But um, I'm with Fist and everybody else, Mm -hmm. those of you in chat, um, we need another um, door. Mm -hmm. Trip Rodriguez said foot traffic through the server room is unacceptable. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, currently right now I use it. I can put a rock and a rock DS in it mm-hmm. and uh, go mining. Mm-hmm. And it's nice and nimble that you can get in some of those tight places with a lot of rocks. Mm-hmm. But um, I am really looking forward to what we can do. Um with either the data running or spying or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. what is the dish actually going to do? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be a parabolic listening device that you can listen in on things? Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to intercept satellite, um, satellite messages, um, intercept yes. messages from ships? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Fist is saying yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, but, and then is the gameplay on it that you'll have to, sit there and aim it so you'll kind of dial in on uh, i don't know yes. this doesn't remember this and kilt rathy you don't probably remember this <laughs> but griff remember when we had to aim our satellite dish at the satellite oh absolutely for real yeah, yeah and you would absolutely. go until you get the big signal and you we we got a nice big spike signal yeah, and went running down yeah, there all right yep. we got a great satellite to watch tv uh no it was a defense department satellite that we couldn't get anything off of but it was the strongest signal out there but um wow. i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that you know just kind of yeah. aiming that dish around and yeah Cal, Cal, and, and, and forgive me for not having Cal Wright, I, I'm sorry, I, Cal Wright's supposed to read the intro to that, and please, Cal oh, Wright, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so excited to move on to this, stuff, but please tell everybody about the what CIG has to say about the Star Runner. All right, sure, the Millennium, I mean, Mercury Star Runner. <laughs> so the Mercury checks all the boxes expected of a dependable courier vessel, and then some. If you need it there fast and unscathed, you can't do better than the Mercury. Built with the same engineering and design principles that has made Crusader the go-to manufacturer for galactic transport on any scale, the Starrunner chassis sets new standards for data and cargo conveyance. Okay. Okay. So, so let me let me extrapolate on that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call this. They call it the MSR. It's mm-hmm. called the Mercury Starrunner. Mm-hmm. However, this ship is the Mercury. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Star Runner is the chassis, mm-hmm. correct? Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just like a ball- uh, ballista and an mm-hmm. Atlas, the that the, the Spartan. Right. It's the Atlas chassis. Mm-hmm. We could see other mm-hmm. variants of the MSR type thing yeah. in a different type of thing, and I, the, I think it would be cool to have because we don't know necessarily what all crusader is going to do they only have one more ship left that's been announced and that's the uh, the starliner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and so who knows right this definitely could be just like in real life mm-hmm. with with the mercury in real life you have an ea6 the ea6b you know that's that's real world airplanes but right. um they have different missions and stuff but still along the same line mm-hmm. and I think that's something that uh, people overlook about the MSR is that it, hey, we could have 
a Mercury something else or or mm-hmm. or whatever. And and uh, a lot of people in chat are like, the MSR is not fast. And I think that's what I saw. And mm-hmm. it, for its size, that, mm-hmm. that ship's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do, do I want it to be faster? Yes. It's yeah. called a Star Runner for a reason. But right. Right. at the same time, for a ship of its size, if you're trying to run... Uh, a con- it's a constellation because it's not that far smaller than a constellation. It, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna be you're gonna fly circles around it. Yeah. So, you know, earlier, yeah. I, was, I was talking to you guys earlier about how when we were when we were talking about the drones and I was talking about CIG having to walk the fine line between you know futurism, right? Those things that would be done automated by computers. You know, we wouldn't have to do, but then also making sure that there's gameplay. And uh, Jawa, mm-hmm. you were talking about doesn't mean that we would manually have to zero in with that dish, right? Because personally, I don't want it to be where we just, we get in a location, hit a button, and you know, as long as I'm within proximity, I'm getting data. Yeah. No, I, I right. do want that dish to have to rotate and I have to do something with it to have somebody who knows and, and is skilled at doing uh-huh. it and knows what to do. Maybe even knows how to read the information that comes in, right? That little exactly. minigame you were talking about, you know, this person needs to be somebody who, you know, if I want somebody who knows how to scan, I'm calling Cal Roddy. You know what I'm saying? He, exactly. He, right. he can't shoot worth a lick, but he can read that scanner good. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I could try. Yeah, and, and because there are going to be people who are going to have expertise in certain things that they do. And it's not about this checking a box and moving up the level as much as it is his ability to utilize whatever a certain ship or MFD or whatever can do, which makes him valuable, right? And if he says, Griff, you know, I could take a, um, a NPC. An NPC may take 45 seconds. Cal Roddy takes 22 seconds, right? You know, he's worth his salt and money when I need to get in and out of there versus me saying, well, I'm just going to default to an NPC. So I'm hoping that, you know, the human factor still dominates, even though I know in the future it could all be done, you know, just by a couple of pushes of a button or even talking to the thing, right? We don't even need buttons anymore in the future. But I do hope that they maintain that so that that group gameplay and interaction is highlighted in any of these ships because Fist, when you walk through that ship, it's cool, man. When you go through that computer room, it's oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. It needs to be refrigerated Amazing. like the uh, 400i, but it looks cool <laughs> when you walk through there, right? <laughs> All those computers are ready. I, lo- I love that. When I go on any of those ships where I see those data centers in them, I mm-hmm. always think that is the oh, coolest yeah. thing, which is why I think we will be able to hack. Because if you go on the Reclaimer, a lot of those ships have got mm. these computer rooms. The Caterpillar's got those computer rooms. I think there's going to be some type of hacking built in for you know for these ships that can break into the systems and find out stuff. But that's, yeah. that's just yeah. me, y'all. That ain't CIG. I'm just telling you, that's what I think it's there for. <laughs> Chris Roberts don't put stuff in the game unless it means something. So that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's 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 the first ship that ever had lighting yes. that you can adjust. Yes, that you can yeah. adjust and everything. Um, yeah. It it has a lot of firsts in it. It's uh I think it's the first true asymmetrical ship. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's got a ramp versus a lift, mm-hmm. which is always better for loading up uh vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um you can if you park things halfway on the wall, you can fit in a lot of vehicles. Um, mm-hmm. and definitely has the best trailer with uh, the reunion up there. That's showing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was amazing. That yeah. I wish they would do more cinematics like mm-hmm. that. I can't say enough good things about the about the MSR. Mm-hmm. It's it's such an amazing ship. I, I can't wait until data running is part of this repertoire of stuff. It really is a Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and also it's so well rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, 
given that Pyro is on is on the heels um, of release, whenever, well, I guess that will be the, the next star system. Uh, for the size that the, that the MSR is, I think as a cargo runner, um, especially that's going to be a reliable ship. Mm -hmm. um, with how you know unreliable the star system that star system can be mm -hmm. when it comes to fueling and all those things. So I think for the size, um, who knows? That could be something that could be a go-to ship for players who are looking to gather data or get cargo, smuggle, etc. from yes. from Pyro to mm -hmm. to Stanton. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I do want to get a picture of Jawa up there adjusting rabbit ears on the top. <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to find that satellite. He's, he's trying to get a signal. Listen, listen. When you with the rabbit ears, there's some people around here who don't know what those are. You got to be real careful, Fist. Okay? I have no idea what rabbit ears are. Yeah, there's some oh, people wow. who have no idea yeah. what rabbit ears are. But so, it, go ahead, Fist. Before go cable, Cal Rowdy. <laughs> Where radio waves came through the air and you, and you two had two two little sticks, antennas. Two metal sticks that stuck out of your TV. <laughs> you get your signal, right? Absolutely. And that's how you watch TV. And then you had sometimes you had to have the youngest sibling in the house touch one of them and then move their arm around so you could get <laughs> that was me, guys. That's I right. was the youngest. That's right. And I had to do this. And yep. then my brother's like, Don't move. Don't move. Yeah. I right. have to watch the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, okay. okay. Now yeah. you know. See, now you see, Cal Roddy, with what you missed out on, you should be very appreciative. <laughs> very appreciative. Okay, so let's talk about some other ways that uh, intelligence and 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 all this little surveillance and stuff could be done. Cal Roddy kind of touched on it a little bit when he mentioned about watching the person looking over their shoulder at the uh, console, right? When the person was loading their ship up with quantanium. Um, let's talk about it from the aspect of economic markets and smuggling, right? What are some ways that you guys see that Intel uh, surveillance? And we're outside of the ships now, but in, and maybe you can include the ships in this however you want. But, you know, going to the TDD, what, what, what are some things that you think as far as intelligence, data, how can that be used? I'll give an example. One of the ones that we've talked about is the markets, for example, right? We know that those tickers are up there running in different systems, right? But the question becomes, how does that information get to you and your person? so that you know this is the time to go sell something, buy something, trade something, right? Um, how, do, how do you see this, this whole thing of intelligence and data being used in the game so that you know players are relying on other players or maybe orgs are operating a certain way where they're able to you know delve into data and intelligence? And I'm gonna go to Fist first and then we'll go to Jawa. So I don't see it being very public, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I, I don't see a lot of you're not going to trade it like a commodity at the at the TDD. Mm -hmm. I think I think the missions we're going to see it tied to when we have missions for it are going to be directly via the Moby Glass. Mm -hmm. um, probably a lot of personal missions because mm -hmm. there are some legal personal missions, right? Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see it more on that than you are general. Like the general missions will be like Crusader needs you to go look at this base on Damar and scan it for half an hour and then report back mm -hmm. um but you're going to see the personalized missions being like hey go to this weird outpost that we're going to pop up and go go surveil it for a little while and then find this this and this mm -hmm. just like a box delivery mm -hmm. go here here and here and then figure out where they're going to go you're going to have to listen into their their whole thing kind of like the gundo mission mm -hmm. uh, or you know where you have to actually find all the different stuff mm -hmm. and then i think we're going to see a lot of 
mission givers asking you to do that as well. Mm. Um, once we remember Eddie Parr was supposed to be in there one time. <laughs> I think we'll see stuff like yeah. that. Like, yeah. And, and what's her name in, in area 18. Yeah. Tisha or whatever. I, I think we'll Tessa see Pacheco. stuff from that. Mm -hmm. Bring back. Tessa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and, Tessa um, back, yeah. and just, just, I could definitely see things like that from a PV PVE side. Mm -hmm. uh, from the PVP side, same thing. And then orgs that'll all be creating your own emerging gameplay, and and that's exciting. Okay, okay. What about? Let me ask this, Jawa. Uh, in that, I, I agree with you, fits one hundred percent. And I think I was kind of when I was talking about economics, I didn't necessarily mean missions from the TDD. Mm -hmm. But I okay. guess I'm referring around just economics in itself. How does intelligence and data step into that? So I want to go to, like I talked about mm -hmm. the example yeah. I gave earlier, but smuggling. You know, Jawa, how do you mm -hmm. see intelligence? What does that got to do? Because I know, Fist, you were talking about earlier about the person at the bar, right? Uh, the, mm -hmm. the bartender yeah. that you, you get yeah. that info from, right? right. You know, right. Yeah, maybe Jawa, could you elaborate a little bit that about smuggling? You see some things that could happen in game? Well, yeah, well, we already have that with some of the the drug, some of the drugs mm. that we could smuggle here mm -hmm. and there. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe other things that um, you need to get stuff from point A to point B. Mm. Um, that's that hidden area inside the MSR. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, but I was also thinking, uh, while Fist was talking and, and you kind of brought it up, you know, reminded me of it too, that... Maybe it's due to the reputation system mm. that the higher you are up in an org or a um, thing, um, something in game, mm -hmm. it's because we all get the commodity exchange things all at the same time. Maybe people that are further up, maybe they'll it'll be like subscribers at your le level three mm -hmm. subscriber that oh you get to see this first. Mm. Um, so that's what I'm thinking for smuggling. Well, maybe some of the people want to be smuggled off of Hurston because they're tired of being indentured <laughs> servants, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Everybody. Be, yeah. It could be, yeah. it could be everybody. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And I guess like, and since so, so at this point, those could be like those PVE missions that he's talking mm -hmm. about, right? Where you can get these missions that have to do with smuggling some people out or right. information at the bar that says, I need you to be able to go here. Uh, right. I, and I guess I'm just trying to expand on the data collection beyond ships, you know, and intelligence mm -hmm. beyond ships. And what are those things that might happen in the universe that we also can take information, right? And mm -hmm. apply it to a mission and hope ultimately get paid, hopefully, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know. Or maybe um, they don't pay you with UEC. They pay you with information now mm. that kind of, Hey, you may want to, instead of taking that quantanium here, mm. you may want to take it mm. here. Mm. And so you land there and it's, Oh my God. Yeah. I got a lot of money from that. Yeah. 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 Calrati, any thoughts about that? Yeah, Jawa raised a really good point there, and how you know, well, like you guys were explaining, how it can be mission um, mission driven, mm -hmm. uh, because the, you know, I envision that there will be a lot of org like orgs or NPC based orgs or factions, mm -hmm. um, including you know sub factions. For example, we have a very diverse um, um, category of sub factions under Hurston alone. Now we have the mining, we have security, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And, you know, from then, from them or each of them, they can have their own missions. And let's say we complete a certain mission and they say, okay, we found this wreck um, that you can actually go to for a particular mission or after completing a particular mission. And they think that they can be um, looped there or some kind of um, critical information. Another one that can be player to player um, oriented can be, okay, you did a mission, you were sent to a particular location. You're not necessarily a traitor, but um that destination where you went to it could have some really nice goods or a really good location where a trading org can potentially make a lot more profit um but unfortunately because they never went there before they wouldn't really know about it so you can actually get that data and sell that to that player org um and they can make a lot more profit by doing that mm -hmm. of course that'll be up to maybe um how much that that player may be thinking of selling that information mm -hmm. um you know, based on the, the commodities that they think um, that org will make um, by going to that location and making those profits. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. One, one, well, one thing, yeah, one go, more thing, Griff, no, sorry. Go ahead, uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. For economic impacts, I, and, and quantum, it, it, weaving its way into things now, mm -hmm. I think we'll see uh, much more on the illegal side, the drug side, mm. um, for smuggling. Yes. I think we'll see, we'll see quantum being influenced by the amount of drugs that are brought to Grim Hex versus wherever the other questions asked terminals are mm. uh, once they actually come back. And that, I think, will be influenced by this stuff. But as far as legal, I don't, wanna, I don't know if legal is the right word, but legitimate um, economic impact through other mm -hmm. things, I don't think will necessarily be affected. But on the illegal side, yes. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So Okay. Interesting. Okay. Let me run this one past you. I'm going to stir the pot here a little bit. This is going to be a little bit more on the uh, theory crafting side of things. Some of you who've been around a long time may remember that CIG used to put out its own newscast. Um, this probably freaks mm -hmm. some of you guys out when you see it, so I'm warning you ahead of time, okay? But they used to do these uh, during the um, uh, around the verses, and so this yes. I'm gonna bring one of them up, one of them up, and let you see it, and then we're gonna talk about it, okay? All right, old school. Coming up on the Empire Report: Peace talks on Charon Three collapsed last night, sparking heavy fighting in both states. Dellen Governor Tarquin Class cites the attack as proof of Archeron's desire to continue fighting. Ship insurance scams reach an all-time high. With millions of credits on the line, will the UEE intervene? If so, what could their involvement mean for you? Controversy in the fashion world. Hawksworth's spring collection turned more than heads today. Lido Gary is live in London with all the details. All that and more on the next Empire Report at 2200 SET. Okay, <laughs> so that's a old, that's a serious flashback there okay yeah but, look but, at sandy man uh, uh, now i feel old <laughs> he said now you feel old right okay so what i want to do here is talk a little bit about what this represented back in the day uh we actually used to look forward to these and we never knew where cig was going to go with them uh you know we didn't know whether or not it was something that was just there for our entertainment whether it was going to be built into the lore uh, we really didn't have any really good solid answers for what it was about, but we used to get these from time to time. And I know we eventually 
would hope that maybe this would build into lore in some form, but this is real early stuff. This is like super early, right? Um, the question I want to present to the panel is this. We've had people talk about ships like the Mako, right? The news van and yeah. how players can use those news fans, not just to record, but also to report, right? And mm -hmm. will, is it possible that CIG will work out something where people can, you know, they record something with these ships uh, and they utilize it somewhere in the verse. We, you know, we've seen them project things on the monitors, right? We've seen when the javelin and stuff comes yeah. in. Um, we've got people like Zark Media, a good friend of ours. Zark's putting out these like news things, right? Of what's going on in Stanton, yeah. right? Could, could these things become elements of information, you know, where there's information being in its own way, discreetly put out there for the players to hear. Maybe if maybe because Fist happens to know about something that's going on because he's doing surveillance, he watches this Empire report and hears something that resonates, and he says, "Oh wow, there's a there's a Easter egg that's been dropped in relation to this thing yeah. that I've just been following for the last two weeks." You know, and they're actually talking, but nobody else knows about it because they ain't been doing what he's been doing, right? And I'm curious as to whether not only information but misinformation could become a part mm -hmm. of intelligence and data. So let me mm -hmm. go to Jawa on this one first. Jawa, what are your thoughts? Any, do you think that they could play up this propaganda news thing as a form of data and information? Well, absolutely. Um, uh, Fitz and I actually have a good friend, Susan Thunderstorm, and she is an <laughs> investigative reporter. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, definitely I, I could, during the Gulf War, um, you know, we didn't have that much ground troops going in there spouting out thing. You know, scouting out stuff because we had CNN. Mm -hmm. They would yeah. go, "Oh, look, you know, oh, they missed this target that's between here, but oh, they can't hit that because that's a church. Mm -hmm. There's a school and there's a hospital, mm -hmm. but over here is a um, <laughs> a uh, antenna array." Mm -hmm. And then, oh, okay. And next thing you know, the antenna array gets blown up. <laughs> so. And um, so, but I, I can see it for propaganda as well. Mm, um, mm. That, um, well, um, look at the um, Argo Cargo. Mm -hmm. That that was kind of propaganda driven, <laughs> and it won an election. Oh, yeah. So, um, could the media influence an election? Mm, mm, in mm. star citizen yeah could they build uh, that into the so, lore right i mean we've got this whole yeah, thing where with, right. the, with the current per, current imperator who's into mm -hmm. intelligence and science and ai yeah. somebody can come start spouting some other stuff right mm -hmm. i mean you could see how that could be manipulative to players depending on if they yep. want to listen right fist, right, yeah, right. fist any thoughts but, oh go ahead, go ahead yeah. i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead yeah. But I'm I'm thinking that maybe they ought to have like two different medias too, a left and a right ah, media per se. Ah, that'd be interesting, right? So and then that would kind of divide the people in game. Oh no, I listen to you know this <laughs> channel. No, I listen to this one yeah. with opposing views. Yeah, yeah, that'd so, be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Fist. So yeah, so I want <laughs> I did a review of the Mako, and it's it's supposed to tie into spectrum i believe mm -hmm. and uh and then one day we're actually going to have a link to spectrum in the game and it'll tie into real spectrum and then we're going to hit guys like zark and stuff mm -hmm. 
if you guys haven't watched his newscast, they are actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should go over and sub to him because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I could see that definitely be coming out here. Let me, I got a, I'm in pyro. I have a 45 minute quantum jump. Let me pull up the spectrum and watch the news. Mm. What's going on at pyro before, or what's going on at ruin station before I get there. Ooh. Does Zeno threat still control it? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And, and I could see different orgs having different channels in there mm. and maybe even using game economy to f- fund it. Like, Hey, you it, it's a million credits a month to buy this space or something like that <laughs> and then people can log into your channel you know and then you become a content creator in the game wouldn't that be crazy but um <laughs> yes I, I i definitely think the the information and when or gameplay gets as crazy as eve mm-hmm. eve's gameplay right mm-hmm. then you're gonna see all kinds of misinformation on there mm-hmm. and and people trying to get intel and I mean, the possibilities that not just the the game developers, but that we, the backers, are coming up with that we can make fit into the current scope Mm -hmm. is just amazing, man. And and that's what makes this game and the concept of of this game and and what should happen in the future so uh, inspiring, so dramatic. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's great stuff. I mean, just the fact that there's... There are these possibilities, right? I mean, that's the cool thing about it. And and I and again, I think that if I look at CIG, how they're doing, and I'm just picking mining because it's our most built-out career, but if they continue to extend that with every other career, then the things we're talking about could very easily be a part of yeah. what data and intelligence is. Calrati, what were you going to say? So the the Empire report from when I, when I first saw it, mm-hmm. um, it, imi- it immediately took me back to the storyline in Freelancer where Edison Trent was looking at the television. And I think yes. he, he and Junko, and they saw that they were framed or they were, <laughs> they were wanted. And that was, you know, that was the story on the news and that made everybody turn against them. Like when they came out of the, I think it was the Manhattan planets or so, and they were getting attacked and those things, they had to leave the system. And that kind of made me think, okay, let's say we aren't part of a particular faction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's say we're in Pyro mm-hmm. and some kind of dynamic event is occurring in Stanton. And to get that kind of, um, if we were part or had a strong affiliation with the UEE, then on our mission log, there may be some kind of accurate information that, okay, um, a certain dynamic event is occurring here. You have to go and fend off here or these two factions may be at war, mm-hmm. but if you aren't strongly affiliated with that faction, you'll have to rely on the news, right? Mm. Um, to get some kind of information, it could be wrong, mm. but you'll get some kind of information that, okay, Xeno Threat, they're my buddies. And I may have to mm. go leave Pyro and go to Stanton to assist them, but because of how inaccurate the information is on the mm. news, you may be going to Yala as opposed to it occurring somewhere in Microtech, mm. right? Um, but the fact that um, you are still get, able to get some kind of information without being affiliated to the UEE mm. um, gives mm-hmm. the news, a, 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 um, makes it a, as another medium in which you can actually mm-hmm. get mission-based information mm. to get those missions. Mm. Very so. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Gladestone asked, Calrati, are you saying fake news is also the future? That's <laughs> who figured, right? right? Who you never figured? know. Who figured, right? But yeah, disinformation <laughs> could be a part of it. And I like what you said, Jawa, about left and right. You know, 
We could have those people who are for the Imperator and against. There's all types of propaganda that could be used. <laughs> and how players respond to that will be interesting because you do want to have that organic kind of response. So they just kind of put it out there. And then, and, and boy, the, the lore team and them have got their jobs cut out for them <clears throat> because to be able to respond to that in ways where they have to sit and wait, see how we respond and then develop more for us, you know, those breadcrumbs. But at the same time, mm -hmm. not make it so it's so pre-predictable, right? But that it is being driven by what the players do. So this type of information, I love that, Calrati, what you're saying, you know, just turning on something as simple as when you're sitting in one of those restaurants and those monitors mm -hmm. are going and something mm -hmm. flashes on the screen exactly. telling us about something, you know, that's another form of information intelligence. And again, you know, for that person who's into this stuff, they could see stuff way more than the average viewer. The average viewer just thinks, oh, there's something starting over here. But for Fist, who spends his time and money doing intelligence, he hears something. He hears an entirely different thing that comes right. out of that monitor, you know, and is able to say, yeah. he's out of there. He put it on my tab and he's out the door. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then also, um, we, a couple months ago, we had a, a fire in part of, the Denver area here. Mm -hmm. uh, I my phone was blowing up for my family out in California. They thought Denver was burning down. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And you know, and then other little things that sometimes the media makes it look bigger than it is. Mm -hmm. um, they, they had those uprisings in Greece, and I contacted my cousins that mm -hmm. live there, mm -hmm. and they go, "Oh, you mean the twenty people <laughs> that are down there?" Wow. Well, the media made yeah. it look so much bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So it's over, yeah. there's over-reporting and under-reporting, right? Depending Correct. on how stuff information gets out. And it'll be up to the yeah. player. It's like Cal Roddy's point. It's not yep. until the tr player actually travels there to find out, oh, it wasn't at freaking <laughs> Yella, it was at Microtech. You know, the, the, right. that's how you find out. But there's just enough there to spur a response in some yep. form by the players, right? Yep. Yeah. yep. Okay, cool. Let's hit this last topic, because this is the bigger one. We saved it for last. I don't have any special graphic for it, because there's nothing really to grab to show a graphic for but it's talking about intelligence and data when it comes to combat, military operations. Uh, and, and Fist, I'm going to go to you on this one to open that up a little bit. We talked about okay. the Terrapin sitting in, listening, scanning. We got that example of it, seeing that mm -hmm. fleet going by and following it. Give us some ideas of what you think can happen with data intelligence when it comes to combat, military orgs, that type of thing. So let me give you a, a fun story. Um, I've done six cruises on four different carriers around the world right and all of them were during wartime operations mm -hmm. and the military like your average troop or sailor or or airman or whatever is not super informed as much as you think they are mm -hmm. uh when the second iraq war iraqi freedom kicked off i was on uh i was on the abraham lincoln and if you guys remember watching cnn during shock and awe when the bombs first dropped on Baghdad, mm -hmm. I was watching the same thing, even though those airplanes were from my ship, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my squadron. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we're like, oh, we watch them go away. And we, and then, and oh, it. they're dropping bombs yeah. tonight, yeah. you know? Um, I was on the Carl Vincent when we brought Bin Laden's body aboard. Mm -hmm. He didn't know about it until we turned on the news. And all of a sudden they're like, mm -hmm. oh, Bin Laden's on the Carl Vincent. We're like, that's why I can't go in Hangar Bay 3. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so... And, and then, you know, you piece together stuff. So militarily, um, and, and really we're talking about orgs, because in the game, right, we're civilians, mm -hmm. right? We're not, mm -hmm. you know, Squadron 42, that's what the military stuff's for. But mm -hmm. 
we're going to be using military surplus ships mm-hmm. like a Carrick, like a uh, like a Valkyrie, mm-hmm. uh, like a Terrapin, right? And uh, going in there, and I, I really hope we have the mission opportunities to assist the UEE Mm. in doing things. And I think it'll, it'll really start to open up when we get Vanduul in the game, Banu, uh, Xion, uh, maybe one day get the other one that the Xion don't want us to get to. Mm -hmm. Um, As Jawa thinks they're kill Raffi. The evil cat race. Uh, But I think when we we're going to start helping because there's definitely the uh, is it that is it the advocacy who's kind of a secret police police, type of Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so there's branches of of that on the intel side we're going to be able to maybe take missions for and Mm -hmm. build up that reputation hey go spy on this and see scout out the van duel I need to know how many ships are in this area, and then later on, you're you're part of this raid because you know there's going to be raids and stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to be part of this this raid mission. You're going to have access to it to go destroy this Vandal King ship, but it's like a ten part mission, you know, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to require all these different types of ships. But you have to build up to that, and mm-hmm. I think those those storylines are going to be the best part of the non-sandbox type of uh gameplay that that we're going to be able to follow down because the i don't know if everybody knows the whole idea is you play squadron 42 you retire from the military Mm -hmm. and then you become a civilian and star citizen right and so and and you're still going to have those connections. You're still going to know those people that you were in the military with. Mm -hmm. They're going to be on different planets and stuff. You're going to be they're going to probably be mission givers. Um, like like a like Paladin ended up being in Wing Commander, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. I, uh, these are all tried and true Chris Roberts ideas, and I I see no I, no reason that it's not going to make its way into the Star Citizen universe and and Squadron Forty Two universe. So mm, nice, nice. Jawa, Fist touched on something here. He says, and Gecko, thank you so much for the five hundred bits. We really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, he touched on this idea about how intelligence and data may not always be known in its fullest form, even to the people who are doing it, right? Um, Correct. You know, how important is that going to be in orgs? Uh, you know, because, I mean, there is kind of like a need-to-know kind of thing right. that can still right. exist because, as someone mentioned earlier, too much information gets out. You've got somebody inside that infiltrates. They find out, you know, the whole game, where you're based at, what mm-hmm. you're going to do, what your plans are. Um any thoughts about that, about security in Star Citizen? Because for those of you who played EVE, you guys know, as Fist mentioned, you have these different branches and people who do know stuff and people who don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Do you see something like that similar in Star Citizen, that that'll kind of be the way we operate? I I, I do as well. Um, being in the Marine Corps, no, I, I, I wasn't told anything. Um, but, you know, you it's need to know. It's... Um, mm-hmm. That's what you knew is what you need to know. Now, if you're in an org and everybody knows everything, um, there's that chance that um, somebody's hanging out at Wally's 
they have one too many and they start <laughs> blabbing or they start bragging, hey, I know all this cool information. Mm. And, you know, it just takes that person camped out there looking over their shoulder, listening to them, mm-hmm. like Kilreddy said. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think it should be compartmentalized. People that need to know smaller groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, um, yeah, if too many people know, it will, <laughs> yeah, it'll leak. just blow up. Yeah. <laughs> SC leaks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be the data gathering org. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's funny. Calrati, any thoughts about uh, combat, you know, intelligence data, you know, what can, what do you see in the future for Star Citizen with that? I really hope that there's a difference between um, the kind of data that it gather for combat in terms of risk. You know, um, for example, let's say, um, you know, we go into some kind of um, low sec territory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the kind of data um, that we get can possibly have a greater impact on some kind of event that may occur as opposed to gathering the data for something else. Um, you know, if you're in a high sec territory, um, uh, that will, you know, result in the outcome for some kind of combat scenario. Maybe, you know, by an org participating sort of like a, like a, like a Xenothread dynamic mission where, you know, the more persons come together and gather this information in a very dangerous territory, then that could possibly change, um, or lead to the outcome of, all right, the combat. Um, not escalating, right? So um, that can also be, of course, ingrained into one of the outcomes from the for the game. So it's not like we're kind of breaking the game, but it's just one of the results that can occur um, if we were to ex- uh, succeed in, you know, um, being in these really dangerous territories um, and preventing this from escalating further. Or if mm. we fail, then it's war, mm. you know? Wow. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, something that I heard a little while ago, I think it was the guys from, um, oh God, the name of the org just flew off the tip of my tongue. But when I say them, you guys will know who I'm talking about. Mongrel Squad. We had the one of the leaders from Mongrel Squad, the pirating org on talking with us. And he spent a lot of time talking about data and intelligence from a pirating position. Mm-hmm. The amount mm-hmm. of time that they have to take to, as you mentioned earlier, Calrati, it's not just a matter of observing someone doing something, but following them. Uh, they, they said sometimes it may take them hours uh, of, of following somebody around, having different people trade off until they know the right time to do something, right? Uh, or collecting data, information about what an org is going to do or a group of people are going to do. You know, this thing about data intelligence can be, as you mentioned, Calrati, from a combat standpoint. Fist, you mentioned it from the civilian standpoint with the PvPE situations. Uh, then we've got the yeah. piracy aspects. I, I think that... Um, the, the, the whole dynamic of data and intelligence, there's some work that goes behind it is all I'm saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's not yeah. just as simple as pushing a button and things are going to happen. There will be time invested, you know, by players. The rewards can be great. The information could be bad. You may run up against a brick wall, you know, after you've been doing a lot of looking and following and it goes nowhere. But then again, you can strike gold, you know, in the process. So I think they're going to be people who this is going to be their thing. This is going to be the career that they're going to be. Mm-hmm. They love the, the detective side, the figuring out side of this, the spying side of this, the espionage side of it. Um, you know, and and that's how they're going to make their money in the game. You know. So so, hmm? so I'll tell you, Jawa knows this person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> there's a a woman in the Cobra Force, and uh, some of you might know her, Karen from accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, she's she's awesome. I mean, she's Karen's been playing for a long time, uh-huh. and she manages to, like she killed the hologram at at New Babbage. You know, she was able to get a knife and stab her and kill her. Um, <laughs> Karen, Karen, she had a knife out at Invictus last year. Some reason, so she's killing people looking at ships. She's able to get stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. So. She actually had, when she was more heavily involved last year, year before, she had like an assassination org. <laughs> wow. So she would, someone would upset her. And this was all fun and games. This isn't personal, but she'd be like, okay, I, so I saw this person grief this person. Then she would go to her org and put a hit out on this person. <laughs> and then she would pay them in-game UBC. To, and then it was like four or five people going like like a hit was on this person and they would find him in different spots and call out where they were. Next thing you know, it's dudes at Clusher, you know, and he didn't even know what hit him because wow. people were following him around and doing mm-hmm. intel gathering and, and letting people know. And then she paid him out because she had billions and billions mm-hmm. in the game. And so that kind of stuff's been in for a while. Mm-hmm. And, and hit woman. <laughs> oh dude yeah karen yeah, even cobra says she's the most dangerous woman in the verse uh, karen from accounting yeah yeah and karen i made the mistake of stealing her cutty red one time oh. and i'm just yeah i didn't even play for a week because i knew she was coming after me so. <laughs> that's funny that's funny we got we got a couple questions from uh from our chat viewers and so let's drop one of those on one of them comes from uh, Fizzy Shin asks another question. He had a good comment earlier. He says, is there room for a dedicated spy ship? Not for data running, but for stealthy observation and collection. Do you think they'll create something that, you know, like how the Hawk, they kind of did that commercial where it's like that, that person who's out there trying to do bounty hunting. Do you think they'll create something that, and I know you mentioned the, uh, was the F-18, um, which one did you mention, Fizz? The, uh, the stealth the ghost. Ghost. The ghost. You know, but is there something, oh, yeah, but, but that's more combat. Uh, it's not com- it's but you, combat. It's combat. But is there, think that there there's room for some type of sneaky spy ship kind of thing in the game? Maybe very stealthy, like, got some type of, you know, scanning capability. Saber, yeah, I was going to say Saber Raven, but yeah, uh, I, I think they're opposed scanning and stealth mm-hmm. are, are opposed to each other. Now, mm-hmm. you could definitely go full stealth. Until you got a scan, and then mm. you're gonna light, light up, up like a right. mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's room in the game for that, and maybe super stealthy. You're not a combat ship. You're not a you're not a hornet. You're not a saber. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then you go in, and it's all passive. It's mm-hmm. not active scanning. You're you're passively listening for signals, mm-hmm. and and you're you know, and maybe that's a variant of something. I mean, I'm sure a Cuddy can do it, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be a variant of another ship. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and Shimpasta says like a like a Blackbird uh, the SR seventy one, yeah, something yeah. that's crazy fast, mm-hmm. and that can also that can also active scan at the same time, but nothing's going to catch it. And it's, <laughs> but it's not going to be dropping bombs. It's not going to be shooting down missiles. Right. Something like that as well. Maybe another variant or a module to a retaliator mm-hmm. that makes it with, with a stealth hull, you know, put the void armor that's on the, on the Hornet ghost. Mm. There's, there's, I think there's room for that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're going to create another ship. 
but I think you're going to see it more in components mm-hmm. and and modularity mm-hmm. to other ships. Jawa, how about an M50? <laughs> pretty much fastest ship in the verse, one of Jawa's favorites. That yeah, you're probably going to have a high IR, but you're going to take off the weapons. You're going to stick on that scanning a module, you know, that, that satellite dish on there, and you're just going to go super fast, <laughs> start actively scanning. You're going to be lit up like a Christmas tree, but you're not going to be stealthy, but you're going to be real fast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that's what we'll see it in instead of necessarily just an Intel-only ship mm-hmm. because I don't see switching. You're going to want something to, even the Terrapin can have a little bit of defense, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I guess people will buy it. People will buy everything. Listen, so. if they put if they put a module in for the retaliator <laughs> that does that, I'll be glad to get it and to make my oh, retaliator yeah. leadership to do something like that. There you go. Dead, mm-hmm. dead, yeah. dead meat throws a question in. He's throwing it in. It's not in the queue thing, but I will read it because it's a good question. He says, "Do you think that players will have a gameplay of info broking players' coordinates of their locations?" Uh, that are maybe out mining or doing cargo missions. And I think, Cal Roddy, you kind of referenced that earlier, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hope so. I hope so. Because it it, it goes back to the whole um, thing where after, you know, I, I spied over the person's shoulders and we saw, okay, they're loading the Quantanium. Yeah, it was Quantanium onto the Connie. And I told, you know, my buddy outside of the station, they were in the, the Herald, okay, look out for a Connie loading or a Connie spawning. And that, you know, brought brought me back to okay. If we were able to kind of access com- some kind of information from the Connie about the nav points, um, and we can know pos- a possible destination of where the Connie is going, then um, we can actually communicate that information or sell that information on some kind of you know black market or say or so and say okay, um, these are typical or possible trade routes that persons who may be in that area of piracy may not necessarily know about. And then they can say, okay, let me purchase that information. And um, they can actually, you know, just exist within that trade route and possibly snap something that's pretty valuable in terms of cargo or in terms of mineables, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, Good stuff. Good stuff. So how about, how about let's add on to that Mm -hmm. and let's, you know, a lot of MMOs have like an auction house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now you're you're talking about the 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 dark side, the pirate side of it. Mm-hmm. But you have that black market auction house that you have to have a certain rep to get into, mm-hmm. and right. and that's where those guys are trying to make a little profit. So hey, I saw you know this org out there out here mining at these coordinates near the Aaron Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, ten ten grand, and and here's the coordinates, and it's one day old. So, you know, there might be possibly, you know, Ryan's out there mm. or, you know, no, something like that. And I think, like I said, all these little systems are intertwined and um, that would be pretty, pretty easy tech, I think. And it would be cool to put in there. Yeah, because, um, for example, just to add on to that, too, um, you know, one of the concerns, for example, could be, um, well, if the players aren't necessarily existing there anymore. You know, would that information sell? And it still could, because, for example, with quantum, we have probability volumes. Mm-hmm. So let's say the the players themselves were led there because of the information from those probability volumes to go and mine there. So 
even though the players may not necessarily be there after a day, mm -hmm. they may still be NPC cargo or NPC miners yes. that the criminal players may be able to make a profit from. Mm -hmm. So that whole auction house and the whole, you know, um, that kind of aspect of it on the black market can still be profitable. Mm -hmm. That'd be oh, very yeah. cool. Very, very cool. Okay. Uh, we got a question from Seahacks18. Are there any P we talked about PVE? Are there any PVP connotations gameplay that will be included with data and intelligence? How do you see PVP player versus player uh, in relation to data intelligence? I know we talked about orgs, right? But is there anything that you see yeah. maybe that's more one on one or small group in relation to intelligence? Uh, well, I think that's more the hacking aspect. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, like we we're just talking about that 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 dark auction house, that pirate auction house mm -hmm. for information. Hey, I think it's more going to be because PvP is talking about killing other players, right? Mm -hmm. Not net, or or stealing from them. Mm. Um, and it's going to be where can I find this person? And I think that's where it's going to tie into. Mm. I need to track down Java Sparky in game. I he was someone saw him. Maybe they put out a hit. Hey, looking for info. Mm. I, I last saw this guy over at uh, Daymar, you know, and uh, his quantum vector was Area 18 or Arcorp. And then you head that way and you paid 500 credits for that. Who knows? They're... I'm going to see Karen from accounting have like 20. Oh, yeah. 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 When you see her, you'll be like, oh, I was told not to mess with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got one more question here, and it's yeah. from Admiral Kusanagi. He says, do you think that a land vehicle, like a larger hover quad, could be used for data storage, could be created, something like that? I mean, you know, moving – I know we're getting into this whole thing of um, CIT is now getting into this thing with rivers and roads. You know, mm -hmm. is that yeah. going to be another form of maybe moving data around that we get a vehicle that actually somewhere – I know that the uh, – is it the RN scans? Yep, is the RN that scans? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, reconnaissance one. Yeah, yeah. reconnaissance. Mm -hmm. Is that something that we could maybe think about? That maybe the bikes become modular in some form. I don't know, but uh, I think that's what Admiral's asking. I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it last night with Paul. That I, as much as this game is supposed to be a space sim, I think they're they really want to show off their planet tech and. Mm -hmm. Once we get those roads and stuff and and, and sp it's going to be like okay now we're going to have this uh the semi truck going down mm -hmm. and or a trade robbery things like that mm -hmm. uh, that we're going to we're going to be able to use scanning and, and intel to to do that kind of stuff uh i don't i don't know how much sandbox open world stuff we're going to have with it i think it's going to be a lot more mission based mm. but but definitely i think the sandbox stuff is out there. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. You know, you're going to have to find someone to give the information to who wants to buy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Versus a mission where it's kind of built into it. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ja ja Java wants the, the Ranger RN, right? Really? Yeah. Want to ride cool. your motorcycle the next motorcycle to the. Uh, yeah, he wants yeah. the motorcycle. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Well, listen, we, whoa, Ruthless, thank you for the resub oh. with the Prime. Oh, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And thank you, everybody who's been following and, uh, and, and dropping little things in the chat today. I know we had a lot that's been flying by. I've been trying to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. um, but you guys have been sharing some really, really cool ideas in relation to uh, this whole thing with data and intelligence. And we're hoping that CIG 
we already know that the scanning thing is something they've been working on. So I'm hoping that once they get this scanning thing locked down, we'll start moving more into mm -hmm. this other side of data and intelligence. Yeah. Uh, Cause scanning looks really cool from what they've showed us so far. And I'm, and I'm really hoping that chips like yeah. the Terrapin and then the Herald MSR, those things start becoming things in, in the game, not just used for cargo and, and moving around fast, but that they're actual mechanics or operational for us mm -hmm. to enjoy. Um, well, hey Griff, how about, you know, like they showed in the citizen con, I just, this idea just popped in my head. Mm -hmm. We, we are at that outpost and we, we're, we're walking around. We grab all that intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now that we, you know, at that point in time, we have FPS scanning. Mm -hmm. We grab that Intel. Then we have to take it or we do it in our, our, uh, cyclone rn right we, mm -hmm. we scan all that stuff then we have to load it up into the ship right. take that intel out plug it into the msr server have have to decrypt it mm -hmm. right then mm -hmm. we get this info then we take the msr fly over to here i could totally see that being this really cool mission chain absolutely and that it, it involves everything from fps to vehicle to ship and and everything has its piece and then you know i mean i think that's the scope of what they're going for is yeah. with tying all these systems in. I'm thinking about what you were saying about so. ships like that MSR. You know, you've got this great computer system in there, right? The Herald even has really cool stuff in it. You get the information off you, off your vehicle, off your bike, whatever it is, right? You, you First of all, you want to get it yeah. off you, period, because if you get killed, it's gone, right? So you get yeah. it into your systems. But what happens now is that once it's in your systems, what if you're able to do things like you mentioned earlier, the key card, something that allows to put that information, you still got it on your yeah. hard drives on your computer, but you can now sell that data and that information to other people. Maybe it's coordinates to a location, some random place that we don't even know about where you can go do trading at, you know, it gives people coordinates on how to get there. One of the things that people, a lot, we talked about this on the show before, the Banu legacy about their merchantmen, one of the things that a lot of people don't know about it is that it has a hardwired navigation system in it because their ships are passed down from generation to generation to generation. All that information is retained in their navigation system. It's the only ship that does that, right? Now, whether oh. we're going to get them that way is another story, but in the lore, that's why they pass them down so that you don't have to go back and find all that information that your grandpappy found. It's already, you know, two or three generations of information that's mm. there, right? So think about your MSR. Pissed, right you've been months out there pulling data and information but the sucker gets yeah. destroyed right you know yeah what happens oh, to damn. all that great data that you had mm -hmm. you know what i mean that you've been profiting yeah. off of and making will they give us some way to offload it will it be once yep. that ship is gone it's gone you know there's a whole lot of things that are open-ended you know as to what all because those computers are not there they're there to store stuff you know what i mean for you to keep mm -hmm. that information right. so yeah well i i was also thinking that you know if somebody paid you for some data, you take it to them. How do they know that you scrubbed it from your hard drives and you're not going to sell it to someone else? Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing there. But it's a good point. It's a very good point. Absolutely. Thanks for the follow. Very good point. I think Fastcart put one more question. He said, "Oh God, with the computing power of the MSR, will we be able to play Star Citizen without lag?" Okay, that's the, that's the, the final question that we have for today. Listen, we want to tell you guys about some information, some things that are coming up. We want to say first of all, thanks to Fist and Jawa for being here tonight, bringing in some thanks real world for expertise, us. real world expertise, especially with them being in the military kind of giving us some good ground to start talking about what's real. And then we can start speculating into the theory crafting. 
uh man you guys added so much to the show today and thank both of you guys for being here thank these, you these are great guys you guys make sure you all watch them i'm gonna let them plug their show in a minute so get ready to write down their information but what i do <laughs> want to plug for you guys is that we have an event coming up um some of you all know that we have sponsored along with yacht club in the past we've spons sponsored the uh virtual bar citizens and we mm -hmm. have a new one coming up on the first weekend in April. We always try to make them the first weekend in the month because it's easy to remember versus the middle of the month. Uh, but on Saturday, April the 2nd at 4 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be having another virtual bar citizen. Uh, you guys can register for it. Um, if my, I think my, um, yes, uh, fast card is already on it. He has dropped the link in chat. Uh, these are done via zoom. And so if you guys want to participate and come in, you can, these are not streamed. They're not live streamed. So you gotta be there to participate. But we've had such a great response from people in the community. We've had folks from CIG be there like Tyler Whitkin's been there. Uh, Jared Huckabee, Disco Lando has been there. Um, Jake, uh, has been there who handles the roadmap. I mean, we've had some, we've had, uh, oh God, what's the guy's name? Do you remember, uh, Kyle Roddy, the, the, the guy, uh, who does the stuff from Spectrum? I can't think of his name. Oh, underscore? Underscore. Yeah. We, we've had some really cool people we've from had, CIG yeah. come and hung QA out with too. us. QA2. Yeah, so, really cool. so yeah, if you guys want to come and hang out with us, we have, it has lasted as little as five and a half hours. It has lasted as long as 11 hours and that was torture. Oh, wow. So we have a blast. <laughs> so we're doing this one in April. Then we're going to be doing another one two months later at the beginning of June, which will be post Invictus. So that'll be when we'll be getting together to talk about that. So again, sign up for it. It's free. Uh, you guys get to hang out with us and have a great time with the folks from Yacht Club and also from uh, Soul Citizens. And that'll be coming up April the 2nd, Saturday. Okay. So yeah. weekend gigs, so weekend gigs, so it's easy to do. Okay. Um, other than that, Let's talk about what else is going on. Let me, first of all, let uh, Fist, and, and I got to put Cal Roddy back in because he, you know, he had disappeared on me earlier. While oh. you guys are talking, I got to have my, I got to have my buddy in here with me. Um, why don't you guys, I don't know if it's Fist or Jawa, who wants to do the plug for you guys show, but uh, please do. You guys uh, tell us a little bit about you and where we can find you. Hey, Nick Jawa. Well, you can find us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time on youtube and twitch uh fist and java just look that up on youtube or twitch um and then on sunday mornings 9 a.m mountain time uh that's java with java and um and we're just on twitch so and then fist has um he just pops in there every once in a while <laughs> uh which is kind of fist after dark and um, we've been jumping in there and playing some um, just different games as well uh, and just having a blast with yeah. that. Um, yeah. And so uh, hit us up on one of those. And then um, you could also join us on our Discord. And you can find all of this information at fistandjawa.org. Okay, awesome. We've dropped uh, their uh, Twitch in the chat there. So you guys make sure you all like them, follow them. They're very, very cool people. Very well-informed guys. And they're just, they're buddies. They've known each other a long time. And you can tell it when you watch them on their stream. They have such a cool chemistry together. So make sure you guys support them and check them out. Okay. Uh, let's see, Calrati, anything you want to share hey, before, we, before we get out of here? Anything you want to tell the folks? 
No, just you know, we appreciate everyone who, who uh, who's here, who's listening. We hope you know we're able to um, enact or evoke some some nice information. Thanks a lot for all the questions and all the answers and all the information from your end too. And definitely check out Fist and Jawa, Jawa and Fist. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, tune in for more Soul Citizen stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. By the way, guys, we yeah. want to remind you all that uh, on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, we do our Soul Talk, which is hosted by mm-hmm. Fast Cart and whoever else is around, usually me, but sometimes there are other members of the team. We have moved that from Twitch to YouTube. This will be our third week Ooh. that we are over to YouTube, and we've been having a great time there. Uh, you guys helped us kick it off really big a couple weeks ago. It was great to have so many people come out and support us there. Uh, we know some of you guys, you know, you float between both of them, so it's not a big deal. But we just want to remind you because there were some people who showed up the first week and said, where's everybody at? We're going over at YouTube. So you guys join us on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Eastern time, Eastern time uh, for Soul Talk this week. And you guys know we talk about ISC. We look at Machinima. And we have a group conversation with folks who just drop in and hang out. And they get to talk with us. And then next Sunday continuing with our series shipyard you guys know we've been doing the background and lore on the different ship manufacturers and next week we're going to be covering apoa argo and wow and the bandu so we're going to be covering three manufacturers and we want to say thank you to 97.9 for that resub thank you so much oh yeah thank you thank you thank you um so that'll be next sunday so if you guys can join us for that we do want to give you guys a little hint this week. Watch us on Twitter. We have a new show that's going to be coming out that we think, Calrati, are they going to like the new show? Are they going to like they it? They're going to like it real good. They're going to like the new show, right? We're going to have a yeah. new show that's coming out on Saturdays. It's going to be on Saturdays at 12 noon. I'm just going to give you that little hint. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. But you're going to start seeing posts go up this week for it. And then next week, we're going to give some details on it. And it's a show where you can participate and have a lot of fun with us. So we are excited about this new show that we're going to be doing as well. And uh, that's about it. We want to thank everybody who hung out with us tonight. Thank you to all the people who gave us those wonderful raids. Thank you guys who hung in there and supported us tonight with your comments, with the subs, with the follows, with all that good stuff, with the bits and everything. Who is that Spartan? Thank you for that follow <laughs> as well. We appreciate that. And you guys have been just awesome it's tonight for us. Who we gonna raid? Okay, who we gonna raid? All right, uh, we are going to raid. Who are we gonna raid? That was Wammer telling me to shut up and start the raid. We are going to be raiding. My moderators have already given me somebody. They've given me Ugh. Almost Over. Oh, oh, I get the name now, Almost Over. Okay, I didn't get it for a second. All right, we're going to be raiding Almost Over. Uh, when you guys get over there with Almost Over, be sure to, if you like what you see, follow, send some love. Let them know that you came over from the Soul Citizens. And we hope that you guys have a great week. Thank you again, Fist. Thank you again, Jawa, for being here tonight. Calrati, thanks as always for being here. And we will see you guys. Well, we'll see you guys hopefully next week. All right. Can I do it? Can I do it? Yes, you can do it. Peace, love, (laughs) and soul. All right, gang. We'll see you guys real soon. (laughs) You guys have a great week. All right. Take care. See you, buddy. Take care, everybody. All All right. Bye.